0: another episode of trek talk tech man 16
1: i'm Kirk, and i am boom and s34 is our bitch
0: yes yes we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit um handy is playing in the desert he will not be joining us today or or is he burning in the desert i don't know who knows there's a man there's a burning the desert thing madam stargazer how you doing today i am doing wonderful how was your encouragement event? Oh, it was okay. We lost, but, you know,
2: it was okay. It was, it was, they, they, they got way ahead right off the bat. So they must have hit somebody really good. And we could never recover. So,
0: so yours, yours was, uh, who was it against?
2: Uh, 65.
0: 60. Oh, wow, okay. So you actually had a 66 versus 65, some. Um, yeah, kind of like, kind of like what it should have been the first time around.
2: Yeah, well, we did. Let's see, we did sixty-seven the first time. Okay, and then we did sixty-three, and then this time we had sixty-five. So we lost one, and everybody was upset. And I said, "You know what, guys? We won two already. You know." one loss is not a big big deal. Yeah, it could be worse. You could be server 34.
0: Yeah, server 34 went up against boom and 45 and we got waffle stomped by 45.
1: You know, if I'm honest, you guys actually, you know, like I mentioned in the chat, you guys had a lot better shield discipline and mustered a lot more effective and consistent protection it it really did just feel like the real issue you guys have is not understanding the event itself and where the points are and what you're doing we had a ton of people fighting us on 34 some like at least lethal was cleaning my clock part of the but like i mean not to give full excuses like i could not read the battle logs or scan his ships at all So, like, I couldn't crew against him, but I mean, I know he was hitting other people and like doing real well too. So, like, he probably would have destroyed me anyway. But, but even so, like, because you're on your own server 34 and the points are three to one against you, like, half the time he cleaned my clock, I'm still getting more points out of it than him. Uh, And then people hitting us after we've hit a base, like, major points for us and basically nothing for blowing up amalgams it's just you wasting your time so i mean like you guys actually based on what you guys have said about you all having some soft whales and stuff like that like i was expecting unlocked bases left and right and you know not much of a a defense mustard or any of that. that that wasn't the case uh, but, but, all the things that were done for for defense uh, and and all that shit was just done poorly in terms of
3: the way scoring is measured. There were way too many people. there were way too many people that stayed on our server because you know, if you I don't know, I think it's this way for everybody else, but if you look, even if I'm on the other server, the, the, you see the systems glowing and it was like a talk. You didn't, you didn't know if that was happening on the server you were on or the server, the other server. Because there were plenty of times where I'd see a glowing system and I'd be like, ah, oh, some action. And I look and there's like one level 19 hitting some level 10 reds or something. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then sure enough, I look in like our AC or something and they're like, oh, he's over here. He's got this, he's got that. And it, it's in that same system, but it's on the other server. Um, and what I found was the vast majority of time that I would see a glowing system I would go there because i was on server 45 most of the day i would go there nobody was there so all the action was happening on our server which means too many fucking people stayed on our server
1: yeah no there was a ton of you guys on on your server and again with the way the points like because we're the invaders so even when you hit our ships and like even if you go and you blast a a ship apart unless you do more than three times the damage because it's scored three to one on the you're losing to even win it and yeah, all, all the actions seemed to be on
0: 34. I had to jump back to the 34 because, because, because I actually wanted some action. I actually wanted to PVP. Oh, so, okay, we were bored. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, you guys did a good job of, of literally cleaning out your entire server. Cause there was nothing, absolutely nothing. We, I mean, I found maybe like three raids, i mean i found some good ones
3: i found some really good ones but it wasn't it wasn't to the extent that it was really you know once once we cleared those folks out in the first few hours that was it
1: you know it was was done i know of at least one whale that whose shield dropped around 4 p.m pacific that that you guys never found and i mean it wouldn't have like completely made it up, but the the trillions would have been enough to, to definitely start to pull things back for you. Now,
3: I want to, speaking of incursions, somebody made a post, and I want to say it was from like server 183 or something, it was a screenshot, and they tagged Echo, and they said, we were supposed to have a bye week. Lo and behold, there's people invading our server and people are getting raided and shields are dropping, what the hell? Does anybody know? Does anybody have a follow-up on that or the rest of that? That's fucked up.
2: <laughs> Wasn't that after the excursions, though?
3: No, no. Here, here Tolstoy. Tolstoy. Tolstoy, you got, you got some info, info for us?
4: Yeah, my understanding is that's actually why they dropped the servers right after. Like, everybody, you know, like, one eighty. I think 180 is one of the Euro ones. And I f- believe that's why they dropped the servers was to to fucking fix that
1: <laughs> um, yeah, everyone who's having login issues uh, i am pretty sure that is why because they accidentally fucked it up for europe and and had you know a bunch of ser- well not a bunch, but like what was it four or five or three I think in Europe, whatever that were supposed to be unbiased but th- that were getting invaded unexpectedly fucked I did not hear about this.
2: I seen the post. Yeah. That's a fucking it's a sneak it's attack. Is it on our server or somebody else's server? It's on ours. This channel. I don't fucking remember.
0: Oh, come on. I'll go find it later. Um anyways, but but getting back to uh forty five and thirty four, yeah, I mean part of it was yes a lot of a lot of our folks still don't understand how the event works i completely agree with that but yeah it it was and you guys are much more organized i think this has probably been your most organized incursion that you've had i want to say because it was well done in terms of like you know you hid your hid your uh what's occam's word your chuckle fucks most of them anyway and then everybody else was on our server.
1: I, I would say this is the same as, as last incursions. Only the first incursions did we really fail to keep an eye on our, our whales. And, and one slipped away. And it it led to a victory of like 65-35 instead of a, a blowout. Uh, and since then, the last two incursions, we've kept a very tight eye on all of our whales to know exactly where they are. We get updates from them if they move because, okay, they're active at the time. So we get where they are once they move. That way, if something comes up and they drop offline, we know where their last Uh, worker. Because, you know, whales can swing it more. Like, our feeling is as long as we keep an eye on the whales, we have enough discipline across our mids that, like, there are bases to find and crack, but. We feel we're more active and aggressive, and we'll find and crack more bases, and ultimately just outscore,
0: which is generally our plan there. So, and it's still crazy the, the the scoring mechanic. I mean, it's beyond me because I thought the whole point Scopely wanted was activity, not you know, like activity of individuals, so you could spend more money as opposed to like, all right if you're if you're invading you lift one dilithium that's 15 points for as an invader if you raid as a defender you're only getting like three points or some shit or like nine
4: points Right, and that was the point that i made yesterday i know we weren't recording or anything but from the perspective of where you are it like as the invader you're better to go to the other it, like it, Regardless of whether or not your shield might drop, you're better to go to the other server and stay over there almost the entire time. Uh, I mean, fine, clear your, clear your defender SMS or whatever, you know, have some pretend to, to be dead and have some whale try and knock on your base or whatever and clear it out. But, you know, if you live over there, even if your shield drops and you happen to, you know, kill over dead and have a heart attack and don't get your shield up fast enough. Like, <laughs> which is a, re- which is a reference to something boom said, you know, if, if you live over on the other server, then you are in effect denying them points because like you just said,
0: there's, there's a boredom principle because I was on server 45. I fell asleep in wolf level 39 mining sealat on server 45 wasn't touched for like 6 hours. So part of part of that is just a gigantic boredom effect because think about this. Let's just say you have two sparsely populated servers and all the active players switch servers and live on each other's servers. Like your score w- would be baseball. It would be like 4 to 3 instead of trillions.
1: Right. Right, but I think that what they're hoping in terms of activity is still that people wanna win. So, okay, four to three, whatever like people are still on each other's server just looking around trying to find that one base, that one dumbass that didn't shield long enough that it that shield's gonna drop, that one person that's sending a ship out here or there, like whether or not it's massive activity in, in a huge engagement or just some very serious hunting and pecking, just just trying to
0: eke out that victory. It's, and you're right. Scopey doesn't give a fuck, right? About about that. But I'm just saying, for, from a fun perspective, right? I mean, boom. Think about it. If you've ne- if you went to server 34 and you didn't find lethal and you didn't find key and you didn't find some of these other players, like, would you have had as much fun? Now, I mean, winning aside, obviously, but would you have had as much fun?
1: I mean, honestly, yes. Because I well. I'm not the right person to ask that question because a lot of people enjoy the direct PvP more. I've always been a little bit more of a base rating person to begin with, so I, I enjoy that more regardless. And then winning to, to me is paramount to everything. Like I look at the scoreboard and that's where my joy comes from. Um, a, a Small point, but actually, while on the resources-rated XSLB, the lithium's 15 points. For some reason, on the actual infinite incursions, the overall server one, if you look, it's only scored as 9 points. Just a weird idiosyncrasy there, but something to keep in mind.
0: That's right, because as a defender, it's 3 points. Yeah. All right, so it's... it's yeah, it's, it's weird.
4: Three, time, three times as much. Yeah. Just like every other metric, it's three times as much.
0: It's three times as much. I had more fun just, like, you know, being a thorn in people's side, trying to do shit. Like, that. that's more fun to me. Like, I mean, after the first, like, 30 minutes, we were just getting blown out because, you know, we had, we had a lot of morons who left their bases in TC. <laughs> you know? You can't overcome that. I don't recall raiding
1: anyone in TC. I got a few <laughs> in near alpha. I I mean, resources rated, I got almost 1.5 billion or trillion rather points. And I mean, your, your whole server for the XSLB got like one, or for the event got like 1.9 trillion. So, I mean, there was definitely some, some base issues, but you guys had a lot more shielded than, than I expected based on how you guys have been talking. Especially the the high level people, I was disappointed. I did not get any <laughs> significant raid.
4: Disappointed we didn't walk away with uh, you know some plus resources rather than a uh, net negative. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I walked away net negative.
1: Yeah, I probably spent more tri- cracking and, and fighting ships than than I ended up raiding for sure. So it, it was definitely in that negative. But I mean, it's it's as far as resources. Major positive as far as winning, because I love winning.
4: Yes, I'm right there with Boom. To me, it's about the winning,
0: right, right? And so, funny enough, I'm I'm still on Server Thirty Four Discord, and everybody, you know, obviously the sore losers, like man, like the the rewards, like the rewards suck for winning. I'm like I. It's, it's not about the rewards, man. They they're gonna suck regardless, and you're gonna lose a lot of resources anyway. But the point is to win, like just just a fucking pride here, you know that you fucking won. That's the whole goddamn point of this thing.
4: And honestly, I feel like that's one aspect that our server almost universally agrees on. Um, even our enemies, you know, have been exceedingly good about generally making sure that that the goal for the day is to win and then you know as soon as as soon as that incursions over we can go back to being chuckle fucks to each other
0: right and that's that's something that that we're as a server as 34 is very split on because you know like there's a lot of people, especially their mids, are like, man, I'm spending a whole shitload of stuff defending people who you know, don't know how to fucking shield or relocate or whatever. And like, and even if we do, even if we win, like, what's the reward? I mean, it sucks. Like, yeah, but you know, there's there's two schools of thought, and that's why, and that that's why your server is better in terms of that's you're more united in terms of a we're gonna win. Like, we're gonna blow through hundreds of thousands of billions of trite par steel and dilithium just to win it's like i'll you know you guys have the mentality of like i will go broke to win because that's what we want to win and then we have on our server a bunch of people are like i don't want to go broke to win because the rewards aren't worth it and you know so it's it, there's a you know underlying issue Outside of the fact, and, I, and we spoke about this yesterday with different people, is that server populations really make a difference. I think if I think we tallied up, and I think we have a two to one population advantage on you guys.
1: Oh, well, probably we've we have for better or worse because of the way that that we play. It has also had an impact on the population. There, there have definitely been large groups of people that have ended up leaving just because they were looking for something much less pvp slash violence oriented than what we like to do on our server. Uh, But yes, the fact that there were so many of you, and especially the fact that because so many of us, the ones that are left behind for us are active, it, by that virtue, it means that we all went over to 34, and so you guys, Bored Looking for Action, came over, made 34 a very target-rich environment, where, again, we're scoring 3 to 1 in PvP. And also, just the, the more people you add, the, the more, you, you you know, if you have a 2% failure of people to to actually put up a shield, well, if you guys have double, the, that's still double the the basis to raid, and so double the points for us versus what you could get. So yeah, no, there's there's absolutely something to be said for it. The more populated you are, the more it can be a, a detriment if you're not properly communicating and applying things tactically. Because if you are, then it can actually be a positive. You have that many more people to, to properly defend things like raids to make sure that amalgams aren't scooping to start with. Rather than hitting shit afterward. And so, like, there's a lot of things that you can then do to to swing the balance back in your favor by virtue of having more people and therefore just more active and available power. But when you don't do those things, then yes, it becomes absolutely a
0: disadvantage. I mean, like, you know, again, this is a game, this is a mobile game, right? It's, It's like trying to motivate whatever we have on our server. Like I, I think our active base is somewhere around a little over two thousand. So, trying to motivate active player base of over two thousand playing a mobile game when you know at a one day event uh, is just damn near impossible. There are too many variables that would.
1: That could be an interesting discussion about it too. Just the sociological effect of the fact that you guys are eighteen months older. So. There's going to be a little more of a jaded population, etc., uh, that may not be as into the game, like like because on our side and at least for for our alliance, uh, you know, people take time off. Like people are are seriously into incursions, and and we we don't have that difficulty in, in motivation. We have people that are. Are very eager to get involved and to play and to
4: go and win. Like Boom was saying, we had some people who actually took time off, <laughs> took the day off to to you know get out there and
0: and go raid some bases. Yeah, no, like some of our bigs, um, they they couldn't like they were they were busy. They had shit to do, you know, and and you know, we're missing level fifty seven that. Know, beat up on Occam's and a level 59 that could beat up on anybody, and they were available for maybe 30 minutes of the whole of the whole time. You know, it's two real good bigs that could really put an end to things. Then Inko only came on for I don't know like a couple hours or so, and he could put a stop to any rate whatsoever, and then go <laughs> go on a massive rampage. Right? Uh, I don't know
1: about that. <laughs> he actually can. That's one of the the. Things too is like one big can't stop a a raid. When we have like twenty players raiding something, like you can only blow up amalgam so fast. Their scoops are going to happen, and those scoops mean points. Like nobody cares about getting the resources back to their base. Uh, So, so a a big can be really irritating, but he, he can't stop a raid on his own.
0: Yeah, well, not, not if there's like, okay, let me put it this way. It's not like if, if there's 15 players swarm raiding a base, one level 60 isn't going to do the job. Yeah. But the amount of action that we had to stop a raid, having another level 60 and another level 59 would absolutely would have crunched down the number of points that you can get from raiding.
1: I mean, he was there at some raids and we just, you know, blew up his ships slowly but surely like it does it have impact yes but but whales and maybe that's a frustration for some whales i'm not exactly certain but but in a truly team event like this a single whale can really can kind of only skew things in terms of the bases that they can crack if they crack it for other people and you get a group swarming but like a, a, a whale does not make the difference on any individual raid a whale doesn't make the difference stopping any individual raid like they they really do have to work together with the team to be effective yeah i don't know inch needed to hit my base more because <laughs> Key, Key, like the, the guy that ended up in number two in, in the the damage done leaderboard ended up leap progging me because Key fed him like 4 billion points, just slamming into his base over and over for no reason. Came Cole. So yeah, I think it was, but um, yeah, so I needed, I needed Inch to just smack
0: my base a few more times yeah that's the other thing like you get so much damage when somebody hits your base and and you blow up their ship yeah
1: I think inch thought that he'd be able to to break into my base and he occasionally could could get one ship killed when he rammed all of his ships into
4: my base right after another we have the uh the anti you know crack crews kind of unlock in terms of you know we all have or, you know, there's several variations that we we run, but in general, they all do the same thing. Um, And it's very widely shared amongst uh, both our server and our alliance. So, you know, it it becomes really difficult for even a 60 to to break into, say, a 59, or into a, a, you know, even a 52 or 50, uh, even with those epics.
1: Yeah, I have to say... I, I did a lot of the, the rating side of things and I was shocked that you had a fair number that had anti-crit only like 2 out of the 13 bases I cracked had anti-ROM I I, I don't understand why but it seems like maybe the memo has not gone out on S34 about how to counter ROM I saw the same thing actually
0: I I I, I don't know I can't tell you. I'd have, you'd have to ask uh, you know one of those Raiders on our server, um, if they use a ROM crew, and then do they, do they have issues?
2: Although, you know what's funny is that
0: um, when when my base gets hit for cracking purposes, I don't usually see ROM. like That's, that's really weird. Well, if you if you're if you're crude to to
1: with an anti-rom crew, there's no point in hitting you with a rom. Like it's it's better to use con. You know, go back to the original meta at that point. Then, but
0: that, that's the thing. Like I'm not always crude anti-rom, but when my base gets hit, it's always you know the original con con crew. But I mean, that's that. that also could. I told you
1: if, you, if you told me where your base was, I'd have given you a love tap.
0: Oh, you could have asked Occam's. He was, he was near my base, but he never touched it. I guess he, had, he was too busy playing with uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, probably.
1: He, he may not have even realized your base was nearby.
0: No, he knew it was there because I blew up his Cheerio. He put out his Cheerio trying to buff himself, and I blew it up. <laughs> that was my highlight of the day. that's funny i like that i'm gonna go mock him
1: for getting his
0: clock cleaned by tech yeah well i mean he blew up my enterprise with his sanctus like a few times so it's not like that's that's not impressive
1: nobody's impressed with a 57 blowing up the ship of a, a a 40 or whatever but when it goes the other way it's entertaining
0: yeah, I I think uh, who was it? Um, I was talking with It May, and uh, and I can't remember who else was here, but, but yeah, they were in voice chat with him, and then and I blew up his uh, his Cheerio while he was trying to buff himself, and like somebody relayed that when he was in voice chat, I was like oh fucking Tech blew up my ch- fucking Cheerio. <laughs> it's funny. Well, let's transition a little bit and uh, congratulations to 45 again for you know utterly destroying us Um, um, let's talk about something we were talking about uh, beforehand uh, in terms of grinding crews because I was able to grind a lot better with the SNW crew and PMC to get my faction hunt done because I was like always searching for a second crew and I don't have Picard cuz I never sourced Picard. So for me, PMC and then um, I just unlocked Hammer, so I was using SN- SNW Pike, Ortega's and Hammer on an auger and went to specific systems where they hit where they have traders and uh, interceptors. I had my enterprise with my PMC crew, my auger with a you know, uh, Pike like hammer or ortegas i was able to actually grind a lot better with two ships than i normally had in the past you know in the past for a mid like me finding a second crew has always been such a such a such a problem i could not have a crew that would last long enough time or would make any kind of meaningful dent when i'm doing faction hunt and spoiler alert a lot of you hate it, but Faction Hunt is my favorite event. If I could do Faction Hunt every day, I would, because I'm so desperately in need of Officer XP.
4: I don't know why anybody would hate it.
0: Well, there's enough people who are like, oh my god, it's too much grinding. Even though Cow is more grinding than... than uh, whatever. But in any case... Um,
4: Credits, Officer XP, and, and uh, Officer pulls, like... That's not the love. Commedia. Nobody loves Commedia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we should get Waffle up on stage. Going back to grinding, um, <laughs> it's like it's very useful, uh, especially especially if you have two ships that can hit the same type in the same system. Where You're not don't get me wrong this the snw crew is great for their uh you know battle triangle type grinding but uh having hammer kind of kind of adds the the ability to grind traders at the same time especially if you have upgraded the the crews the way that we have pmc upgraded and it was like i was able to get a faction and a half done like in in uh in like an hour it was it was awesome i was like oh my god i can go to Tycho core and hit like a hundred ships in like a span of like 30 seconds holy shit this is amazing we're raving on this crew too
1: dude this the strange new worlds crew is is amazing as a grinding crew like it it does as you get them up there it, it it outdoes PMC or PMT, but even if it's, you're not at that point yet, it's still an awesome secondary crew, and it makes a huge difference once you get out to deep, deep space. And you're talking the the fifties plus that are are the weird ass faction ones that have special abilities, and it's no longer just energy or just kinetic. It, it you know they they're a mixture of both on all the ships, which is what rendered even on the fifty ones and fifty twos out there made PMT or PMC less effective, but but these curves, the the strange new world ones, they're they're fantastic for it. I don't have Hemry yet, unfortunately, but even with him, I've I've heard from other people that he does amazing grinding the traders up there. So it, it is absolutely a crew to get.
0: There, it's a caveat. I have to put a caveat in there because hammer is great, but you have to have the ship or to grind the specific things that you're doing like for example, you can't take an auger with hammer, go grind uh, capital system traders you're, you're gonna die before you hit one you're gonna, you're gonna die so bad you're, it's going to be like using a PMC crew on one of those uh, heavy traders. you're just going to get blown up. Um, so it has to be appropriately sized. you have to have the appropriate ship for the appropriate hostiles you're grinding until you can get your so you can get hammer like up to tier two and whatnot
4: yeah it's about the damage you're putting out i mean because the mitigation may or may not be negligible you may be hitting max mitigation but if you're not putting out the damage to bring Mm -hmm. the number of rounds down then you're gonna you're gonna end up with a whole taking a whole bunch of damage anyway
0: i think think about it this way if i'm I'm looking at stfc.space um, Hemmer's, you know, tier 1, he's 800% total health. So not only that, but you got to stack your lower decks and full health, right? Um, you know, He increases armor, shield deflection, and dodge by 800% of total health when in combat with Survey Ships. If you go down to tier 5, he's 2,500%. <laughs> you know, he goes 800%, 1,000%, 1,400%, 1,900%, 2,500%. Once you get a max, then you can could punch up a little bit like you do with PMC, but right now it's got to be appropriately sized, because I'm having you know, with a tier 7 auger, I'm having not trouble, but it's not as effective using pike, hammer, and you know, whatever your third for your synergy is grinding level 40s and 41s compared to you know, Max Chen, Max Moreau, tier 4 pike. Um, in the same system with a different ship so it has to be appropriately sized but once once you level them up once you get the snw crew leveled up they're going to be just
4: well i mean is the, the issue your actual mitigation or is it is it your damage i mean because you know i found granted I, i'm 52 or 53 53 you know, I found, for the most part, I'm hitting max mitigation regardless. So, you know, the the real issue isn't so much my mitigation; it's it's the damage that I'm putting out. So that I mean, that's why, for instance, I can't use an auger on. Um, you know, I, I've tried to to drop an auger out in 185. And the issue wasn't my mitigation, it was the damage that I was putting out. Damage, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think uh, if I just look at a battle log here, I'm doing, uh, let's see, again, this is a trader. So I'm getting 13% mitigation or increased shield mitigation from Pike, 10% increased hostile shield mitigation, then 800%.
4: Well, I'm talking about what's the act. so if you're looking at the if you're looking at the log, what you're what you're looking for to, to calculate your mitigation is going to be um, the the red, uh, you know, trader deals, blah 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 damage, and then the line that says mitigates. So it's going to be the mitigates divided by the maximum damage.
0: Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting like 80% to 90% mitigation here.
4: Maximum is
0: 71.2. Yeah. going to make me get out of a fucking calculator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that is like, you want to make sure you get to that 71.2, and then after that, yeah, it is literally just a question of can you do damage faster than it's doing damage to you above that that max mitigation plus your shield. And if you can't out-damage it, yeah, you're even with an awesome, you know, grinding
4: crew, you're not going to win on that. Right. And and no matter how many levels of him you get, your mitigation is not going to go over 71.2. Until
1: they release an officer that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So yeah, I, I am hitting 71.2%. I'm just, just doing my calculations here. Yep.
1: Yeah. So it's purely just a, a damage output issue.
0: Yeah, seventy-one point two, seventy-one point two, seventy-one point two. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I get it. Yeah. Because the auger doing. Let's see. Round one got four weapons going, and that deals about four hundred thousand damage, and that gets well mitigated. It's like uh, looks like their shield mitigation is around sixty percent. Well, that makes sense because I get ten percent reduction in the hostile shield mitigation. And then round two, I got five guns, and I get a, a million damage from the, the obliterator. The,
4: the actual mitigation number is not going to change throughout the battle either. I mean, not with the crew, not with a grinding crew. So whatever, whatever your round one damage dealt mitigation is is going to be going to be the same damage dealt mitigation throughout the, the thing. And there's a floor on mitigation as well, and that's 16.16. So, you know, you can neither go right now, you can neither go above that or below, well,
1: fucking con. Yeah, the exception is hitting bases with Khan. If, if Khan rocks, he reduces the mitigation to 2%, is it? Yeah, yeah. So,
2: <laughs> the one exception is Khan. But
1: that's only on bases.
0: Yeah. So I'm let's see, all right, so I'm getting seventy one point two percent mitigation. Host the trader hostiles with Hemmer are getting fifty-four point seven percent mitigation.
4: Yeah, so I mean look at the research that, that look at your your research for penetration stats and that'll help in some respects, because that'll mean you're getting more damage to the shields in the hull, rather than it being soaked by the mitigation.
0: Would having a lower deck officer that was it, is it Badgie that does extra 15%? It
4: helps.
1: Yeah, yeah. like if you have lower deck spots, Badgie help. Mariner, I think is the best for damage boost, because even with the mitigation, I believe uh, you'd have to do the math. It'll depend on what tier your badge is versus what tier mariner is and, and what the damage boost the the actual damage becomes uh, cuz an auger it has kind of a small base damage so i don't know if mariner would actually be as effective on that one
4: with with a tier seven auger he might have enough slots under there to to you know be able to run both mariner and badgey put and still hit hit max mitigation.
0: Yeah. So. I think I only have a tier one badge. Let me double check, because I am I'm, I'm pretty much missed the lower dex arc. That's when I was away, pretty much from the game. Well,
1: if you blinked, you missed it, because they cut it short. It's only one month instead of two.
0: Remember, I was gone for like two and a half months, so I missed a lot of the Ferengi. Yeah, I missed
1: well, you missed nothing with the Ferengi one. I, I consider you lucky to have missed that. And I I think that's what screwed up the, cause they had planned to do, I know for a fact they had two lower deck arcs planned. It was supposed to be two months, but after people were so disappointed in the Ferengi arc, and then as much as the lower deck arc, like it was funny and stuff, but, but it wasn't so, it wasn't so engaging that, that people were really back in and and loud and stuff. And so. You know, there was that still that, that lull in spending, etc., and so Scopely just scrapped the the second uh, Lower Decks arc. And I think if it had been, you know, like if they had moved Strange New Worlds up and we had gotten incursions and stuff with that, and then they rolled out Lower Decks afterwards, we would have gotten the full two, two arcs because people wouldn't have been that down on shit because they wouldn't have just already suffered through two months of the fucking Ferengi and the goddamn feature, which I hate that whole mining and clatt stuff. I'm personally out on, I'm sure some people love the mining, but I don't think anybody actually loves the mining. I think it's
4: more, um,
1: maybe not on our server, but there there are people that legitimately just enjoy like collecting and getting this stuff and then turning it into shit and and slowly leveling it. Like for them, the whole mining and collecting stuff is, is fun and entertaining. And I, I don't begrudge them that it's just fucking not for me.
0: Hey, you know, for for mid like me, the fucking the free ship, man, oh, my God. I was, I did not expect how useful that stupid
2: ship is. Again, again from,
0: from yeah. a non-whale perspective, go <laughs> fuck yourselves, all right? From a non-whale <laughs> perspective.
1: Honestly, because you're right, like, I'm a whale is different for, like, how, how, wh- what's this usefulness to you?
0: Dilemma. Lat? Glat, because uh, based on my tier of Freesia, and it is fucking level locked because everything fucking is level locked. Fucking ships. Like, I can't tier it to t- pass tier four until I hit level uh, 41 or 42. And uh, with the Freesia and. The devour, I get around forty or four thousand to about forty three hundred lat per day.
1: All right, I, I can see how that's a significant benefit to you, especially considering how you're basically free to play at this point, as I recall. Maybe extremely cheap to play
0: somewhere in there. It's extremely cheap to play, um, but yeah, that's about forty three hundred lat per day. Combine it with the uh, the discovery one-day uh, speed-ups that you get four times, you know, four times a week, which is, like, you know, what, 24 a day? 24 days, yeah, at 40 plus 24. Yeah, so, um, four times 24 is, uh, 106, so 106-day speed-ups in a week, plus, uh, you know, 4,000 lat per day times 7, if you will, that's 2,800 lat. By that by 300, you're getting, uh, like nine additional nine and nine additional days of speed ups so that's you know, just just to just to progress faster Up, upgrade that shit f- basically for free just for in-game currency not anything you get and I'm not counting the uh, stuff that you can get from the away teams because I do pretty much all the Latin emissions I try to hit the criticals on the Latin emissions so I can get more lat to upgrade. I don't buy it. Yeah, it's, it comes with some of the packs that I get, but not a lot, right? So that just makes that level of progression a lot faster. So the so the higher the tier, the free And then the other thing is what I'm planning on doing is once I hit 41, 42, is really try to go hard on like you know the next event store and just pour it all into the into the parts so I can get that warp range as high as it can go. That I can start the, uh, the, as deep as I can, the deep space armadas and make sure I got enough power around me and just bring like a, a, like a Pike Moreau gala to, to limit the criticals and just, and just live on that starter chest. The starter chest on the level 50 armada is going to be so much bigger than like a level 39 or 43. That's, that's my plan to get, you know, four star mats. Effectively for free, and uh, and the uh, um, what you would call the faction credits. Pretty good plan. There's something useful, right? That I that I contribute to this fucking show. Let's <laughs> talk about Star Trek.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I also like Star Trek. Like, at some point, you know, we could talk about Lower Decks, the show. But, but uh, yeah, as far as the game, yeah, no, that's absolutely. That makes sense as far as being something useful, and that's definitely something that that other mid level players may want to look at and consider. It's not something I'd have ever thought of.
0: Right. It's well, you're you're going. I mean, Tolstoy here is going down the meta of fucking numbers of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know how you. I don't know how you don't know the mitigation. Like, come on, man, seventy-one point two. Like that's critical information for grinding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just I just never. I don't.
1: I feel like there's no one in my alliance that doesn't know that. Of course, Waffle probably like. Oh, I didn't know that. No, Waffle knows <laughs> it. I,
0: I, it like it depends, right? Because you guys are so meta-oriented with regards to like, every facet of the game. I know. You know, if I were to talk to Darius, I. Probably no. Probably would be sure that Darius doesn't know that the, the floor and the the ceiling for mitigation percentages. I mean, he probably he probably knows it just from the fact that he he's also geeky like that. But yeah, I man, I you know it it was always to me understanding what officers go against what, and then the numbers. I kind of just like all right, it's just kind of an RNG factor here, and I just move on. You know what I mean, right? It's like, alright, put these officers together, because I know Yuki is great against um, Rom, right? So then, just put Yuki when I'm grinding Roms, when I, like, way back when, when I didn't have the officers. So, like, alright, Yuki with Synergy, and then, alright, who's the other officer that's anti-Rom? Okay, whatever, Yanag, or whatever the fuck he is, and, alright... Put down my North Star, go grind ROM. And then I let the RNG factor work that work that out. <laughs> or like when I w- It's currently critical to know for grinding
1: because there's still no meta damage grind crew. Like there's there's no crew that has, you know, a significant boost to to damage output when grinding that you would maybe try instead to see, okay, can I get more kills per hole if I go full on glass cannon, or versus if I go
4: full-on defensive tank style. Except for against the acetan, or
0: whatever they're called. Well, well yeah, but that's <laughs> different. Isn't Bev, Mud, Lon damage crew against the uh, heavy traders?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, that is... Some people do do that, although I think you essentially get one per hole, or something like that.
0: Well it's 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 only effective when when your ship isn't strong enough to maintain its shield. So if you're like you're in that tweener stage of like you your shield is stripped and you get hull damage from the trade. It's a situational one. It's not a meta crew that you can just roll out to grind
1: hostels in general versus like a a PMC or
0: it's for the mids, right? For the for the mid forties, trying to grind uh, heavy traders. Yeah. Right? yeah. Whereas once once you get like a you know if you're forty two, forty three, and you get your like Tinger, your Validor to tier four, tier five, it's not gonna work. Like that crew is not gonna help. Right. But if there's a way, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'd be one. You you guys ever tried like uh, that? What's that crew that does? Uh, burning on yourself? Severus
2: and somebody else.
0: No, the one that
1: does burning on yourself is that the set of rares from the, the cons group. What the the fucking... oh,
4: That's no, nah, that's that's hold breach. Oh yeah, you're right,
0: that is hold breach. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so you do like self whatever, you do self hole breach with um skinny mud, right? That that helps damage, assuming you could strip your shield, right? Porn mud. <laughs> Porn mud. Is that what you said? Porn mud. Porn mud. Okay. Porn mud. You could also like if if you
1: have weak shield, you can try using old mud with new mud because old mud is it the first round or first two rounds at over, But he puts ninety eight percent of damage to the shield, so you can get your shield stripped much faster because it's taking a whole lot more damage.
4: And then uh, your DC does, restores, what, 5%? Something like that? Or is that her captain's ability? I don't remember offhand.
1: No, that's her side ability, but it's a 75% chance to restore 5%, and it's not per round, so like, if you lose, or at least it wasn't when I last said it, so if you lose it and it doesn't proc, like, you know, that 25% chance where it doesn't, then... It, it will never fire again. Or I had really shitty luck over 13 rounds, because once my shield was gone, like she didn't proc, and it just never procced for 13 more rounds of combat. No, I
0: think you're right. There's way to increase damage, but you need to shield strip in order to increase your damage. So but that's not an effective mining crew, unless you can quickly target that your shield just strips... All the way down and then you do max damage and then you know you kill the you kill whatever target you're hitting
1: yeah although i mean the plus 300 percent, like even as you, you stack it up like it, it's solid but per round you also get uh diminishing returns because of the way that that they apply bonuses um uh, it, it's not just a flat okay i'm tripling my damage every round that would be epic but
0: it's to base, though, right? So you, you have a steady stream of damage. Point
4: The way that, the way that uh, almost all officers are calculated, there's two exceptions here, is it, when you have that 300%, it's the, your base damage, which is if you go into your, your gun and click on it and it shows you your damage, your min-max, times... One plus the sum of uh, the the sum of all percentages. So if you have a positive or negative, it's the sum of everything. So any additional three hundred percent gets added to that sum. So as what Boom is saying is, as you're going up, that three hundred percent becomes less significant.
0: Correct. You're right. So it's better for lower level players because you've already got so much research damage. And- And your ship's got so much damage, so just adding another three, you know, adding three point five, your collective uh, bonuses isn't gonna. I mean, it's okay. It's not nothing, but it won't amount to as much as you think it does. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, we've got way into the. (laughs) We're way into the weeds on the fucking officer and crewing nerd shit. I bet. I bet
3: SK is falling asleep over there. That's actually no bullshit. I was, sit- I'm- I was sitting here grinding Mantis Hostiles and I started dozing off. You <laughs> I mean, motherfucker, it's time, to- it's time to move on now. We're done speaking about officers. <laughs> Y'all want to fucking talk about officers? You want to talk about officers for hours at a time, you can go park your ass on fucking DJ's soundstage and rap about it all day long.
0: That's true. That's, that's usually his, sh- you sh- that his shtick, right? You know. I mean,
4: I did offer to, to do a crew in... Uh thing with uh, Casey one time for you guys. Yeah, what never having with that?
0: What the fuck, Tolstoy?
2: I, what do you mean, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's your fault, man. You never
4: followed up. You're supposed to what follow mean, up, man.
2: the f- <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: You want me to do it? We can set up a time. Alright, all right, yeah. By the way, thanks, thanks for blowing up my ships, you ass. Me? Yeah. When did I do that? I don't know. When you guys were raiding that uh, most guy, I, w-
1: I would imagine it would be during incursions. Well, yeah, oh, wow. I know. I,
4: but which which particular raid was like blowing up your shit?
0: <laughs> I was preventing you guys from from getting it. I was like flying from across the planet, and you were in front of me. It doesn't matter. Like you were in Occ- you and Occam's at the time were like next to one another. Okay. <laughs> It doesn't matter, right? It's just your. It, it all blends right. together for me because, like, I was hopping from raid to
4: raid, and people were like, "Yeah," they would be like, "Hey, I need help," and I'd be
0: like, "All right." <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. Uh, let's move on to lower decks. And I've only watched the first episode. I haven't watched the second one.
1: You bring shame to the podcast stage.
0: I bring shame to myself. Yeah, I was I was going to watch it yesterday, but. Um, we found d t and I found a nice juicy target, and so we were we were raiding it and uh God it was all right i i got i gotta say this man, like you know the, the dark guy has already left, but actually slo still here, but when i remember when when we were part of dark and one of ours was getting raided, and we would swarm on everybody else, we would just go in and start hitting all their ships, all their bases and so we hit this level 49 who doesn't like the shield and he was shown, you know like 400 billion in resources we were taking a bunch of amalgam scoops DT had prime position I had to fly across the planet and then there was another guy that was also flying across the planet to to get scoops and fucking this level 56 comes in and starts blowing his sanctus and his corvus on DT's base I'm like what what are you fucking doing? Um, and he did that like four or five times, or she, I i, I don't know what that is. And for some reason, most started defending the dark guy, and then a bunch of other dark people showed up, but it like, wasn't the same kind of ruthlessness that I was expecting, because here's a level 40 and a level 41. You got a guy sending two of the biggest ships in the game, and not hitting those bases. It's just It was weird, man. It's, and then... I'm, I'm going to say we broke their spirit. <laughs> probably. Because Africanus was nowhere to be found. I don't know where he went. He was, was Grandmaster Raider there. And he was a no-show. Yeah, it was bubbled. We, we had his base bookmarked. Yeah. Anyway, so I was going to watch the Lower Decks episode, but we ended up raiding. I got like... Got actually, I think like thirty billion before before anybody showed up. So that was that was kind of nice. One of the biggest raises I've ever had. But on to lower deck. Congrats! Yeah, so what, what did you
1: think of the episode?
0: I I thought it was great. The first one.
2: Yeah.
0: I thought it was awesome.
4: Still my favorite Star Trek show in recent memory.
1: I think I still prefer Strange New World? Or what? You know what? I don't know. But, but Lower Decks is, is good. I, I have to admit though, at least for me, the first episode, like I thought it was funny because yes, it made fun of the whole, okay, we're going to go rogue thing and it's like, no, no, it would have been fine. Sit down and shut up, which was kind of amusing, but I don't know. I was hoping for for something a little more ridiculous and entertaining.
0: Uh, I like how they brought um they like just a, a, a ridiculous callback to uh first contact. First contact.
3: <laughs>
0: I love the music
3: too. I love how he's even the fucking holographic Cochrane was like, Wait, we can't go and he got the fucking plugs of music in. I was dying laughing. Yeah, I mean it was taken straight out
1: of the dialogue. Uh, that, that was fucking funny like I enjoyed that I definitely enjoyed the, the uh, first contact callbacks I thought that whole scenario was, was pretty fucking hilarious
0: the guy all of a sudden what was that guy based on the one that went um guy went super scared to oh my god I'm gonna be like piloting this thing forever and I'll see you guys later I feel like he was based on some sort of character Probably, but I, I can't, yeah, I, I don't, I
1: can't think of a specific reference, but I feel like there's been a few times it, across the, the shows where they brought someone to space who is afraid of it. And then next thing you know, they're like, I'm going to be out here forever. <laughs> uh,
3: the, the the one that was in the Phoenix gave me real big, uh, Harry mode vibes. Really? The guy that was going to be the space captain or whatever.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> He definitely talked
3: kind of like, him. but who knows?
0: I I gotta say I miss the original Harry Mudd. like from the from the original series. I I miss that. Little, yeah, I
1: think the Tos Mud was a, more entertaining. He was a little more devious, but in a, a goofy. way. Well, yeah, I don't know. I yes, I agree.
0: Tos was, Mud was. He was more. He was more campy. Deviously campy. Yes. Yeah. As Rain Wilson's mud is just malicious discovery. If you don't remember that episode, he just goes in and like kills everybody, and in, in his fucking time loop.
3: Yeah, no, mud was mud's an opportunist. He's not. He's not like some just big huge piece of shit. He's an opportunist.
1: Yeah, it wasn't some like. I don't think that he would be afraid to kill people or anything cause, because he is an opportunist. But his first thing was not just like a, a hardcore
0: fucking. You know murder spree it's Leo Walsh <laughs> oh Leo Walsh the episode where the uh, original TOS episode where, where they found him, where they stranded him on whatever planet they found him and he's, he's got like this army of robots and he <laughs> gets transformed into Stella and he's having to deal <laughs> with all of those Stellas, oh my god that was, that was the best part when he explains, like, yeah,
1: the the name, I don't know the whole. Yeah, I, I just he was fucking funny.
0: Going back to lower decks, uh, I mean, it was ridiculous how they solved the uh, trial process, right? Because the captain's going on trial. mariner's like, I gotta go do something. They're like, wait for the process to work itself out. Lo and behold, the process was having secret operatives doing some black ops mission to, to determine that the packlets blow up their own their own capital city. I found that part ridiculous.
4: I mean, that's kind of the joy of lower deck is that that there's so many references and and you know little inside baseball jokes that that you know it makes it so much fun for for people who have been following Trek for so long. But even within that, there's things in there that people who haven't can enjoy. It's,
0: and it's only 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. And if you're not a deep knowledge Trek person, well, I mean, I'm not, but I, I've at least watched like TOS and all that. So I'm somewhere in the middle. But even if you're a very casual Trek person, like the shit's still funny. And then for those that do know, and and have some of that deeper knowledge so, some of the little like inside things to me are hilarious like i still i love it when uh ranson you know got god powers and they dropped a fucking boulder on it like
0: just it's worked before let's try it again that's pretty good or how uh how shacks comes back to life like you don't want to know and they find out and then like it's a horrified face yeah i still want to know <laughs> I mean, they they can't do. it I mean, it's a running gag, right? Cause how many people have died and come back to life? And especially like TNG. I think at least like two episodes a season they had a death fake out. No. No. How, how many times, like, all of a sudden Q appears to Picard? Like, Q, what's going on? Like, what's going on is you're dead. And Wharf gets thrown across the room because he, he does, and he's like, "He's dead. Who's that? Pac- That's Captain Picard. He's dead. <laughs> death fakeouts. Poor Denise Crosby. only death that stuck. <laughs> hey, was it sure was it that she had to leave the show because she did like a Playboy cover at one point?
4: Uh
1: No. Well, I, like every, I, I mean, I, you know what? I don't fucking know. I wasn't working on the show. Everything that I read was like, she thought that she would be more active and have more story, et cetera. And other than, you know, like it, maybe this, it was like the second or third episode or whatever, where she had a big storyline. She found that for most of the other episodes that season, she just have like one or two words of dialogue or or maybe a line that sort of thing and she just she was displeased with that and so she left you know when we're young maybe we we think that we're more important than we are and i don't know maybe she thought she'd be a huge star and so needed to go elsewhere and now probably wishes she had stayed and collected all those paychecks
0: that episode where she was a forefront in the first season Oh, it's like the worst. Like, talk about stereotyping and just like... like there were some rough spots in the first season. Oh my god. what? That was a horrible episode. I mean, it was horrible by those standards, but it's by our, but our now woke standards, it's even worse.
3: The whole first season of Next Gen was just, for me, hard just to even watch and stomach. It was pretty terrible. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty rough. It's, it pretty, it's 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 really bad you got a dude who's only ever done fucking shakespearean overacting um and he's, you know thrust into this position and it's just yeah, it was pretty it was it was really forced for the first season thank god they made it through that first season though because goddamn yeah
1: if if tng had Died on the vine in that first season. There may not have been some of those movies. May have been harder to, you know, bring it back because they just said, "Oh well, look, this failed." Like, I'm glad they pushed
3: through, but man, yeah, it was. Whew. Yeah, I was just gonna say, even the second season was like touch and go. You're like, oh, they're getting better, and then you watch the next episode, and you're like, ah, it's shit again.
1: <laughs> so, end of the first or second season, where it was the weird fucking hamburger head explosion bullshit. Oh god, with the admiral? It was so bad. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is
2: this? <laughs>
4: is that? Who was it that posted the, the, the meme that we had? I, I think it was in Off Topics. With the, with the setting of the phaser, was that? Do you
0: know what I'm talking about, Boom? Did you see that?
4: Yeah, but I, I don't remember who. Yeah.
1: Initial TNG, man.
0: So it's a, it's a good thing that Riker grew the beard for season two. Well, they never did, did
3: resolve that alien arc with the guy that got phasered in the head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we'll be back. Nope, no, you won't. <laughs> One hamburger had too many already. We're out. I mean, there were so many unresolved things. Like, for example, when Q first met Guinan, Guinan did this weird hand thing, and then Q was like, like he was scared of it. And the writers never resolved.
1: Yeah, him. he was just afraid she'd scratch him.
3: He was he was he was aware that she knew karate, and he was afraid.
0: Or like the episode with Barkley, where like there there were like worms stuck in the pattern pattern buffer, but they weren't really worms; they were humans. They never revisited that at all. Yeah,
1: they just, they just let it go. What's
0: to revisit on
1: that one? Like they just they. They it was the other crew people that pulled them all out.
0: Well, I mean, the whole premise was there's something living in the in the transporter stream. They they never revisited that kind of you know, science fiction aspect.
1: Right. They they never had another storyline about things living in there. But but the things living in the stream, like were that like he, he grabbed the one worm and, and came back and it actually wasn't a worm it was one of the crew members and then so they went in and grabbed the other ones but so the things living in the stream were were just those crew members it wasn't anything else and I only know this because I, I literally watched the episode like two days ago
0: <laughs> yeah but okay so there's living in the stream and then afterwards everything from there was like suspended animation like um, Enterprise had an episode where guy was stuck in the matter stream and it was suspended animation. And then uh, in Strange New Worlds, Kia was suspended animation before she went to leave to the nebula, right? You know, like
1: yeah, it was the reason that they were suspend or weren't suspended in this one has something to do with the the way that the the ion plasma, you know, draining from the one star to the other, interacted with it it was never really clear beyond that how or why. And so, yeah. And, and everything else it hasn't been living. It's just been in stasis. And, but yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah. They, they never revisited the, the topic though, for sure.
0: The other part, um, they like never was resolved to me in Voyager where, you know, captain Braxton who kept showing up, there's a temporal incursion. Then, um, Yes, thank you, Waffle. Yeah, there was tr- Scotty did did suspend himself in the in the transporter in the Dyson Sphere episode. No, but like in Voyager, um, Captain Braxton, you know, captain of the Aeon Aeon Flux ship or whatever. in a later episode, there was like three of them that had to be like put back into one. But in uh, in one of the episodes, there was a temporal rift, and. I can't remember what Voyager did, but then at the end of the episode, Captain Braxton comes back. He's like, oh, you know me? Like, you're out of your temporal element. Well, let me pull you back to your own century. And you're like, wait, I thought these people live multiple timelines, so they should, they should have known. Kinda. Dude, there's a few issues with Voyager. I don't like Voyager
1: was not my favorite. Like, I, they had a female captain and stuff so i wanted to like it to you know but no i it was not for me
3: yeah i wasn't i was not a big fan of fucking voyages it's, it's all right like i don't i don't hate it my wife really enjoys it so she watches all the time and i can watch it but it's not i'm not going to pick it to watch on my own
1: yeah that's that's how i feel like i i don't hate it no question there but it's just it's i would much rather watch tos or tng or ds9 Uh, I haven't watched Enterprise yet, so I still need to do that, but I have a feeling it will probably rank higher. I would definitely watch Voyager before Discovery, though. Fuck that.
4: Discovery sucks. Enterprise, I have never made it through. I've tried watching Enterprise a few times, and I have never managed to make it past the
0: first season. Well, you got to skip the first two seasons. Hmm...
3: It, it opens up. It, gets, it actually gets way, way, way better in the last couple.
0: Seasons 3 and 4 are some of the best Trek ever produced. Yeah. By, yeah. by far. Like, you, know, you, you could say all you want about your Dominion War and, and your Defiant and all that shit, but no. Like, Enterprise Seasons 3 and 4 are so far above the rest.
1: I don't care about the Defiant, but I did enjoy... The Dominion War stuff. And I'll, of course, definitely give Enterprise a watch. Check it out. And you may be right in terms of sci fi. I I think the Dominion War stuff will be hard to beat in terms of what I feel would be a more accurate representation of sci fi plus, you know, how humans really act. You know, because they they did violate the prime direct. Like they did stuff for survival that you wouldn't normally expect, you know a good upstanding Starfleet person to do.
0: Then season three is going to be your best season. Season three of Enterprise is going to be your most well-liked season by far, bar none. Interesting. I'll check it out. My understanding is
1: like, wasn't it at the very end uh, that they even came up with the prime directive in, in, in Enterprise or wasn't that even beyond that? So they're, they're just
0: kind of, well, first of all, in season three, they make they they poke fun of it, right? Uh, because they're like, we don't know what the hell we're doing out here, and until somebody comes up with something, I, I don't know, like a prime directive or something, we're gonna do what we need to do to make sure that our people are safe. And then, <laughs> and at at the end of season four, you know, that's when the start of the Federation happens. But this okay, well, all right. I'll, yeah,
4: well, and and even in uh, Strange New Worlds, they don't have the prime directive yet. So it's... Oh, right. They call it... um, Uh, General
0: Order 1. Directive 22 or something like that. Yeah, it's
1: General Order number
0: 1. Yeah. But, yeah, Enterprise... Like, the first two seasons, they're trying to do the whole exploration thing again because they're new into space. And there's some really good episodes, like the Pajem episode where they get introduced to the Andorians with... uh, with, uh, What's-his-face... Oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. Wayun, the guy that plays Wayun he plays Shran. Shran. No, I know it's Shran, but the the actor's Jeffrey Coombs. There you go. Like that episode was was really good. Then there was then there was the one where um some of the Suleban episodes were really good in the first couple of seasons, but then season 3 season 3 is where it like Remember how in it's DS It's been on DS, my DS, list. Alright, so you know how in DS9 there is like the episode where they declare martial law on Earth because of a a potential changeling attack? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in Season 3 of Enterprise there is a direct attack on Earth and like millions of people die. And Earth is like we're, we're at war with these species now. Like we have to go fucking. Camp. They
3: fucked up. They fucked up Florida. We got to get them. <laughs> I, I feel like we'd celebrate. They fucking demolished Disney World. <laughs> we fucking. They got Disney World. It's time to get him. Get, get him. <laughs> I, I
1: still maintain half the population would celebrate.
0: But remember the the the, the actual attack. I don't know why it why it went this way but it, it went from Florida all the way down to Venezuela like just a giant trench in the fucking planet just went from Florida all the way to Venezuela
1: the actual geological the actual impact that would have would be pretty fucking catastrophic
4: <laughs> I I feel like maybe somebody took a map
0: and just drew a line and yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's pretty much pretty much what happened cuz I I remember like I distinctly remember that cuz like first of all, half of Florida was gone. Like there was it was just a giant crater there.
2: They shot us in the dick. They
1: did they, sh- they shot us in the dick.
0: They shot us in the dick. <laughs> um but I I specifically remember like it just went from fucking all the way down, like to venezuela let me see if i can find a picture
1: all right but, but it, so it's it's yeah it's been on my list it just hasn't been high priority but it sounds like it's good enough to you got to do it
0: yeah all right all right it's really fucking good like those so that so that they did something different they did an entire season whatever it was 22 episodes like the entire season was one arc, and then, um, and season four was con- a consistent amount of mini arcs, and it tied a lot of things together. That you know isn't start like for example, they tied the reason why Klingons went from forehead ridges to lack of forehead ridges. That was like an entire three episode arc.
1: Yeah, that's a difficult retcon though because. In TNG, when they, like, clone Kalish from, from old, you know, thousands and thousands of year old DNA,
3: motherfucker has forehead ridges. Well, yes, and that's how they explain it. Klingons had forehead ridges, then something happened, and then they didn't, and then they got forehead ridges again.
0: Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll check it out. They, uh, they took the augment serum. It should be, don't, don't
1: ruin it. I mean, this is a show that's
0: 15 years old, I feel like. No, no spoilers. Jesus.
1: 15 <laughs> years is not enough time.
0: Right, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Hold on. I'm watching the, the Zindi attack Earth and it, li- the, the, the fucking thing literally fucking cuts a knife right through Florida through the Strait, right through Cuba, cuts Cuba in half and <laughs> keeps going and then blows up. Like, is this some weird
1: superficial weapon? Like, it cuts through them, but not really. Or like, because again, like you—you you actually in the planet, fuck it. Because the planet is spherical. Like you, you cut a jagged line from Florida to Venezuela or whatever, with any depth through that. And that that's that's going to have a significant fucking impact.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just watch it. I mean. I mean, you would drop the sea level, and like... Yeah, well, and just with
1: all that sea level dropping, the, the, the temperature would, roll, like, things would just change
3: pretty fucking vastly in a pretty short order. Well, the people in Venice would be happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that took me a second.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: it requires a little bit of geographical knowledge. <laughs>
0: Oh, and... um, People in Miami would...
4: I mean, if if they weren't part of the... Depending on how wide this theme was, the the people in Miami might even be happy.
3: Yeah, we don't really Those people are... That's a different breed.
1: Well, they'd be happy just because Cuba got fucked up. Um,
0: But in in Enterprise... So, uh, Peter Weller, who plays uh, Admiral Marcus, also plays another character in Enterprise called John Frederick Paxton. And out of the two, out of the two characters that Peter Weller played, um, I think by far his more superior role was John Frederick Paxton. Do you agree, Kirk? I don't know, man. His Marcus was pretty good. I no, I don't. Well, first of all, first of all, he's a great actor. But I think, but I think overall, his character in Enterprise was much better than his character in in uh, whatever it was, Star Trek Beyond.
1: Look, the dude was in Buckaroo Banzai, so of course he's a great actor.
0: But he's typecast as a villain, pretty much everything he gets.
1: No, because he was fucking Buckaroo Banzai and Robocop. Those, those are protagonists.
0: Well, I mean, nowadays he's got that physique, like, you know, to play the villain.
1: Yes, he, he, he does have that villainous look in his.
0: He's got
4: a, he's got a good Republican body riddled with phlebitis. <laughs> he's bald too
2: <laughs> would you say he's bald,
4: yeah, or not bald, relative very short hair i guess <laughs> uh, i guess
3: I guess he is he's is bald. Are you fishing in a toilet? yeah, sorry, I was actually doing the dishes, but somebody put a pot in the fucking sink, so I got that going <laughs> <Okay>. for me. <laughs>
1: I was actually tabbed out, but, so I just heard the sound. And the, yeah.
3: Are you fishing in a toilet? Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, everyone needs a hobby. Right, anybody got anything else on Lower Decks? Let's bring it back to Lower Decks for a bit. Okay,
3: so I, I, it's, still, it's still a much better Star Trek show than any of the bullshit they've come out with recently, the exception of Change the World. So,
0: so really,
1: we're just saying much better than discovery which is accurate but and picard and picard oh right, right i keep forgetting about picard i still haven't even watched season two uh,
3: that's a wreck that's like, that's, that's like that fucking elon musk tweet where fucking nancy pelosi said something and he tweets back at her he's like i keep forgetting you're still alive
1: like, <laughs> yeah kind of i mean I'm like, I like Picard as as a captain in TNG. I think he's solid, but fuck, like that the Picard show and the first season was okay. It was like, all right, fine, but uh, nobody said anything that great about the second season, so I just haven't watched it.
3: I didn't even finish it when all of a sudden, when I when I went to go watch it, it was like they were, you know, I I go in there and they were like the villains of the show is immigration and customs enforcement. I was like, oh Jesus, fuck, I'm done. Yeah, more woke. Woke, woke stuff. It's like... are they
4: using the Discovery Riders? Yeah. The part that just got me to the the breaking point on it was the grand reveal at the end and I was just like <laughs> We we waited 20 years to wrap up this plot 30 years to wrap up this plot line with Q? No, not Q. Um the other plotline, the Traveler plotline.
0: Plot oh, 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 for fuck's sake.
3: Well, they were tying it in with the original series, with like Gary Seven and the planet that he came from.
4: I don't understand that, but they could have just left off the whole Traveler part of it. And I'm trying not to, to spoil this for.
1: Yeah, please don't. But also, any callbacks to Wesley hurt me, and The Traveler is a Wesley reference. Well, you know, watching TNG somewhat recently, for some reason, he didn't irritate me nearly as much this time. Maybe it's because, you know, having kids, having actually dealt with annoying children from time to time.
0: I think he was, he was done a disservice for what, what he was. A shit actor? Well, uh, he wasn't that bad of an actor, I mean,
1: yeah, if you watch like stand by me and so no, he's not that bad he maybe he maybe wasn't good or, or wasn't great and in, in that but yeah, I think feel like part of it is the writing for her like i just I didn't think it was that good like he he said and did some they had him do some stupid shit. I was just
4: like mm. yeah and and the idea of. Of the inclusion of the child in the situation was stupid too there's,
0: there's no there's nothing wrong with incorporating somebody who's like a, a genius level intellect into, into that stuff but it, it's like the way the way he was treated and supposedly in a utopian society he's like shut up wesley you're an idiot what are you doing <laughs> just like
1: yeah <laughs> well i just they constantly dismissed him and, and when he would try to talk and tell them something and, You also have that little bit of, okay, at some point, this guy, you know, this kid, whatever, has been around a little bit. He's pointed out some shit here and there. If he comes up and says, hey, I'm seeing this weird thing or something, maybe you'd stop and and listen instead of being like, I'm busy, Wesley. I have to realign the fucking, you know,
3: whatever bullshit they're doing. Like, I have to realign my dick and your mom. Get the fuck out of here.
1: (laughs) Well, if you tried to talk to Picard, for sure. Yeah, I did so yeah, at some point, if you keep being dismissive of someone that continues to to show that they have some knowledge and, and intellect and have found issues before, like I would pay attention to that person.
0: You know, it it there was one episode where I couldn't believe they uh, they like just keep kept dismissing him afterwards. It's, it's the episode where they got hooked on the stupid game, and he was the only one who yeah. figured it out and like re. Re, I don't know what he did. He like turned data back online or something.
4: Wasn't that the episode with like a uh, Ashley Judd or something? It, it is.
1: It is. And yeah, what what he did is, or, or well, he and Ashley Judd, I think, did the repair. But then she got grabbed after that or whatever. But but yeah, so he just started running around buying data time to figure out how to undo the shit with a flashing strobe light.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's the that's the fix. Just
1: the strobe light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, hmm,
0: okay. <laughs> he got the strobe light from his mommy's room. <laughs> uh, that's 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 such a that's such a terrible ending just reminds me of star wars it's like all right like every like it's a, a indestructible fucking killing moon but it's got like a two two meter fucking access point where if you just shoot a rocket into it the whole thing explodes like, Ah, it's fine like don't you think you should have uh looked, had the engineers look at that like nah it's, it's we'll, we'll, we'll put like a board over it i mean it's no bigger than a womp rat or anything or or the fucking design of that little channel that they fly down
1: like, you've designed this whole fucking thing you have little anti-aircraft guns on this to, to protect yourself from small fighters but we're gonna make sure that they can't fucking point down into this thing at all what kind of yeah, oh my god just Star Wars the, the architect of the Death Star is
3: fired
0: twice twice, by the way
3: That's why the the Family Guy movies are better than the actual Star Wars movies. He's like, hold your your fire. He's like, hold your fire. What are we paying by the laser now?
1: (laughs) Second Death Star is, is only half complete. So I understand how you could get in there. Again, just the, oh, we'll hit this one thing and everything blows up. is kind of fucking stupid. Like, why don't you use a lot of miniature power sources or something instead of just the one big one? But whatever like, because it's half done, you could still see, okay, if you hit enough certain support locations, whatever, you could also still collapse it. I, I can forgive that the, the second Death Star having some, you know, open vulnerabilities, but the first one, and she, like, that design, like, and, and yeah, like, why don't we just put a fucking, like, vent cover over this shit or something? Like, no, no, we'll just leave that open tube just in case.
4: They basically like tried to to retcon the explanation for that away. And uh, shit, what was the movie? Um, the the prequel to uh, the one that takes place between the prequels and and it was actually a good movie. Um, yeah, Rogue One. And basically, it's it's her dad, the architect, uh, tried to or built in a vulnerability for the Death Star.
1: So. But you'd think any fucking Tom, Dick, or or Joe would just look at even like, okay, that channel with a bunch of open vulnerability to fighters going in and and bombing the shit out of it, etc. Like, just you have anti-aircraft turrets right there on the edge. Why the fuck did you not just make them so they could angle downward? Like, it's just
4: holy fuck, people. There, there clearly was a, a failure of review policy and their, uh, um, you know, in their design process.
3: Well, boom! First of all, I just want to say you work for the government. That's a government.
1: No, no, not anymore. Well, I mean, I have a couple of contracts, but
4: I got I got to tell you something on that point, right? Because when you watch them first enter in for their trench run, those turbo laser batteries are not aiming at the at the fighters. They even get a couple of them. They stop when Vader flies in behind them.
1: Well, they got a couple of them as they're coming down. I didn't, I don't, I I mean, I haven't watched Star Wars in a while, so maybe you're right. I just, I feel like I don't remember any of them shooting down the length of the trench or anything like pointing down.
4: There's a couple of point of view from the cockpits from inside as they're flying in and the, the, the bolts are coming at them and then they stop and that's where they, they use the moment to say, Oh, well, vader's behind us or some some bullshit because they're good like vader's coming in behind
0: with dude. his run all right but gravity got jed Porkins. i had to get my nerd shit in there for a moment taking it back to wesley here like the the built-in vulnerability of the strobe light for the thing that almost enslaved the entire crew i'm surprised the tng didn't go back to you know rikers are a horny beast and we can control the enterprise through his horniness
1: yeah, he went around showing people this thing. Like, I I don't understand how they didn't do an inspection on it first and and see whether or not, like, oh, you hooked this thing up to your head, huh? Does it do anything neurological to you? I don't know. Let's just pass it around. Kind of, kind of, pretty piss poor security, but you know,
0: I uh, I mean that that's a recurring theme, right? Like in uh, episode two of.
1: Yeah, no, one of my biggest beefs overall is how easy it seems to be to consistently take over a starship and get in the engine room. Except for
4: Strange New Worlds. You know, in Strange New Worlds, they all have the the phasers under their... I like that, but that pirate crew still took it over. It's like every
1: fucking time. Like, is there just a Cub Scout badge that people have to get? Like, oh, here's my took over a starship badge? And so, I mean, it's all the fucking time. Now go and actually like today. Go and try to fucking take over a destroyer. See how that goes.
3: Yeah, it's going to be pretty rough.
0: I'm I'm sure if you invent a device where you know you you uh, put it on your eyes and it 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 get gets you horny and you just keep wanting to keep play it, it'll it'll be pretty easy. I would assume. All
3: right. So I think I'm going to suggest that we call the episode here because now we're just droning on about horny devices and stupid shit not even, doesn't even really matter that, that's the good part <laughs> <laughs> well no no, no. We, we need to continue our fun conversations and like the after party so it drives more live listeners there's an argument for that people should join so if you motherfuckers are listening to this on Spotify or Apple whatever the fuck uh, yeah get, get the hell in this discord server this is all the fun shit happens we don't record the super fun shit
0: you may even talk about mammary glands Sometimes double dicks. So, or sometimes butt stubble and armpit fucking. <laughs> On that note, thank you all for listening. This has been Trek Talk. <laughs> I'm Techman16. Tech can't hold it together. I, I can't hold it together.
1: <laughs> I'm server thirty-four <34's> daddy. <laughs>
0: Uh, and Handy's larping, uh, or he's burning, or he's burn larping. I don't know. He's, he's, no, he's he's catching the clap at Burning Man. Scopely
2: sponsor us.